We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to the Irish Breakdown Podcast, live here on a Tuesday, which of course means we are looking ahead to the next opponent for the University of Notre Dame, which of course, Saturday, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, Notre Dame is traveling to take on Stanford at Stanford out there in California in a very interesting matchup for a lot of different reasons. Obviously, for Notre Dame's sake, you're trying to get to 9-3 and three and get to a 10th game situation of potentially winning 10 games this year in the bowl game. For Stanford, you are trying to make it too straight against Notre Dame after their win, obviously, last season. So it's going to be a very interesting affair. We are going to dive in not only to what's at stake for Notre Dame, because there is a lot at stake for Notre Dame, even for the people that are extremely pessimistic out there. But there's also, of course, I don't say a lot at stake for Stanford, but Stanford has a chance to do something that they haven't done in the last few years, and that's to win back-to-back against Notre Dame and to Hold that title, I guess, and to end their season off because I'm actually, I know we'll get more into this, but I'm actually pretty, I don't say excited, but like I'm interested to watch the Troy Taylor era in Stanford because that team is playing hard for him and it is a team that is dilute of talent right now, but they are playing very hard for him. I think he's a good football coach. I'm excited to see what he can possibly do out there at Stanford. So we'll get into obviously them wanting to end their season off in the right way, the best that they can. And of course, we'll take you through what this team, what the Stanford team is as a team, how they compare to Notre Dame from a statistical standpoint. We'll talk about some of the key players that Stanford has, because like every team, there are a couple players Stanford has that are very good football players that can cause you problems if you are not locked in and you're not playing your best ball. So we'll get in all that. Of course, joined by Brian Driscoll, a publisher here at irishbreakdown.com. Brian, it's going to be an interesting one this weekend, man. I know... Uh, Stanford has lost a little bit of the luster as far as a sure. fun matchup, you know, for Notre Dame with Notre Dame just trying to get to that 10, 10 wins on the season with the bowl win and Stanford being a very down program over the last few years, but a lot of stake for Notre Dame this weekend. And and that's what this game is all about, Ryan. If we're being honest, this isn't about Stanford. This game is about Notre Dame and we'll get into the specific nature of the matchup and all those kind of things. But you know, this is this is still kind of what we've been talking about here for the last couple of weeks, which this is about, you know, what's Notre Dame going to do? 
what's Notre Dame going, what kind of team are they going to be? How are they going to finish? What, what sense of pride do they have? You know, and just the things that we're going to learn about Notre Dame. Cause look, and we'll, we'll get into Stanford y'all, but they're not very good. They're, they're not. And it's one of those games where it's not so much about whether or not you're going to win. I don't think that's really a question. And, and I want to get this out of the way, like now, <laughs> yeah. because the response will be, well, last year, Stanford, I understand all that y'all, but this team is not like last year's team, either side, either team, Stanford's talent levels way down compared to last year. Uh, Notre Dame is just a different team. This is not the kind of team that Notre Dame has struggled with at all this season. Notre Dame has not had one close game against a team that's not really talented or really good. I mean, you know, look, again, Duke, they're not the same team now that they were. They're struggling because they're banged up. Duke was a legit top 20 team when Notre Dame played them. Ohio State is a legit top five team. Louisville is, is still, I mean, they're a top 10 team now, and Clemson is, you know, that was a disappointing loss, but that's still a talented football team that has dominated their last two opponents since beating Notre Dame, right? These type of teams, Notre Dame has dominated. So right. it's not so much about whether or not they will or won't win. It's about what are they going to look like? And that's really what the focus is, is, is going to be on the first part of the show is, is, is about what, 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 what's he, what's at stake for Notre Dame? Because the concern Ryan is going to be, you've watched the film you know they're not very good. I've yep. watched the film. I know they're not very good. Their best offensive player hasn't played in what, like a month, right? And and he's not going to be back for the game, talking about their tight end. And But the, play, the Notre Dame players do as well. You know what I mean? Like they watch the film as well, and it's going to be a lot like Pitt and Wake Forest is, is who are you going to be? Like how locked are you going to be? This is not a team that has handled distractions very well if we're going to be honest. And what I mean by distractions is like, you know, midterms or road games or getting out of their comfort zone of being at home. We, we have to ask again, is that because they don't play well on the road or is that because they don't play well against really good teams, right? Well, this weekend's a chance for us to, to learn a little something about that. And then you throw on the top of Thanksgiving being on top of it. Sure. And you have to ask yourself, again, who are they? And yep. that's something that we're going to find out about Notre Dame. But it also, at the, let's be real, Ryan, the fact that Stanford beat Notre Dame last year is why I think they have no chance to beat them this year. Because you can be sure that the Notre Dame coaches are going to be reminding this football team that, hey, guys, we overlooked this team last year at our yep. plate. And they were, you know, they weren't very good and they beat us. And it yep. wasn't just that they beat Notre Dame. They outplayed Notre Dame for 60 minutes. It wasn't a fluky win by Stanford, you know, where Notre Dame led the whole game. Notre Dame led for one series <laughs> last year, Ryan. They took that late lead in the fourth quarter, and then Stanford took it right back on the next drive. So it's not like it was a fluky, you know, like you could even kind of look at the, the Marshall game as there was some fluky stuff in there. You know, Notre Dame missing a wide-open guy. They took a fourth-quarter lead. They convert that third down. There was some – some, you know, some busted plays where, you know, you, you kind of felt like, you know, it was a back and forth and, and Marshall's just better in the fourth quarter. Stanford was better than Notre Dame all but one play last year. And that was the touchdown pass to Tobias Merriweather. That's like, that's it. And then Stanford took the lead right back. So they're going to be reminded of that. And I think that that notion of payback, Ryan, is something that they're going to be looking at in this game. There's no doubt. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, I think that the payback thing could also be a little bit overplayed at times, but I think in Notre Dame's case, it has a lot of has a lot of merit and has a lot of weight for me because I look at this team and I say because they I, I heard the press conference yesterday where a couple of the players were asked about it and they all talked about it like very openly as far as like. The players have talked about it, right? They have talked about it. And I think that for me, it's like, you know, that this team, I would be shocked if this team wasn't laser focused against the Stanford team, because that was an embarrassing loss last year. It's not like you lost a nail biter against a pretty good football team, one that you're still better than. And, but you know, it was just a couple, like you said, like a couple of fluky things happen and you know, a couple of like Ohio State. You know, yeah. Right. Yeah. This game is one where, there was nothing positive to come of that Notre Dame Stanford game last year. I mean, if you tuned into the post game show last year, it was just like three hours of like yelling guys. This sucks. Like this sucks. Like, 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 was, I, mean, I don't there, know that I've ever been more pissed off after a game than that one, Ryan. I really it, don't know that I have. It, it was, it was a very frustrating few hours. And then it was a very frustrating week. And it was very frustrating mm-hmm. months after that. Honestly, like the Stanford game kind of stuck with you for a little bit. And I have to think that it has stuck with Marcus Freeman. I have to think that it has stuck with this Notre Dame staff. And I have to think that it has stuck with the players that were on the field for that game. Right. Cause it, it has to, man, it has to, especially cause you knocked it out of the park. It was at home in front of your fans, front of your family. And that happened to you. Mm-hmm. So yes, there are a couple of things that people look for, look at and be like, Oh, are they going to be, you know, super laser focused? They're going to be traveling. Thanks. Right after Thanksgiving, all those things. And all those questions have merit to it as far as yeah. the focus aspect. But I think that what negates the focus question marks is that you're playing a team that embarrassed you last year, like embarrassed yes. you like, again, yeah. not, not a blowout with victory where it's like, wow, we were super embarrassed by losing by 30 points, but you lost 16 to 14 to a bad football team that, that had, had no not, business. Beating I'm going to, I'm going to say it again. When Stanford beat Notre Dame last year, they had not beaten an FBS football team in over a calendar year. Like, 
that's that and it and to your point, it was an embarrassing loss. Notre Dame played with no fire, they played with no heart. Now it also served as a little bit of a catalyst because I think we've seen Notre Dame has not lost to a team like that since then. There were changes that Marcus Freeman made within himself and his program coming out of that loss, which is why Notre Dame is a different team now. Not a team where they need to be, but they've made progress. And this is a game, Ryan, where you look at it and you say, this is a game that's going to, more than any other game that we have seen this year, is going to show where Notre Dame has or has not made growth. Because here's what's it, you want to talk about what's at stake for Notre Dame. You know, one of the things we've talked about is is I'm going to always have a disappointing feel about this season. It's kind of like 2015 and 2017. Those games still kind of stick in my crawl a little bit because it's just those what-if moments. You know, what if you'd have shown up against Miami in 2017? I liked how that Notre Dame team matched up with the teams that were in the postseason that year. I really did. And, you know, and 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 – you look at the 2015 team and you're like, man, if that team had such and such and such and such, boy, that team could have been something. And this team has some of that for me. It does. The the, the woulda, coulda, shoulda type of situation. However, we've also talked about how there are areas where this team has shown growth and this is one so far. And the reason I look at Stanford as a gauge, Ryan, because you know you look at the other teams that Notre Dame has blown out this year, and and the teams that are in fear, I don't believe any of them were teams they played last year outside of Navy, right? So you kind of have bookends. You didn't play Tennessee State. You didn't play NC State. You didn't play Central Michigan. You didn't you didn't play Pitt. I guess USC is a different one, you know. But I'm talking about more of the teams that were down that are harder to get up for. Of course, you get up for USC. It's a rival. They were top ten at the time. So to me, this game is also about showing growth, and it's just like Wake Forest last week, Ryan. It's not about winning or losing. Notre Dame should have beat Wake Forest last year, last week. They should have beat Pitt. They should beat Stanford. It's how you beat them. To me, that's going to say a lot more about the growth that this team has or has not made. And because because you have a game that you can compare it to to last season, I think it's something that adds to it as well. And and that's the challenge. What what taste do you, you? This is the challenge. What taste do you want to leave in your mouth for the next month, fellow month, month fellas? Sure. Yeah. Right. How do you? For some of you, you may not play another game. There's going to be some guys that decide to sit out the bowl game. I don't know who, but there will be. This could be your last game. This is your last game in the rivalry, even if you are. You know, so Cam Hart and you know, um, uh, potentially Joe Wald and DJ Brown, guys that we know are done after this year. Potentially the linebackers, maybe Audrick Estime. Like, this is your last chance to kind of leave a, an impression on this. And Notre Dame has a chance to end the season with a win over all their rivals. Yeah. I mean, it's the other thing. They beat Navy, they beat USC, and they beat Stan- if they beat Stanford. And if you can beat Stanford the way you're supposed to, you'd have beat all three of your rivals in blowout fashion. Yep. That's all. Those are all the things that the Notre Dame coaching staff can kind of grab onto and say, let's build on that. That's momentum we can build on. And on at the end of the day, that's what's at stake for Notre Dame this weekend. This is this is not a what you're not going to hear from us if Notre Dame dominates on Saturday. Yeah, this team's big time. This team, you know, this negates everything that happened bad throughout the season. It doesn't, but it is a chance to say, hey, we're not who we should have been. We're not where we need to be, but we took steps this year. 
is it going to be a baby step or is it going to be a, a, you know, big grown up, you know, put your big boy pants on grown man step. And I think that's the chance. That's, 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 there's two things to what, to accomplishing that Ryan, this, and then success in the bowl game. So this is kind of step, well, step two, because Wake was part of that as well. This is step two out of three to taking that big step, right? It's not a big step just because you beat Stanford, Stanford convincingly, but it can't be a big step if you don't, in my opinion. So that's kind of yeah. where I'm at because, it, as we said, Ryan, we're process over results guys, right? Beating Stanford by 10 does nothing for me positive, nothing, sure. Sure. right? You've got to go out there and win and win big and and win big because you were locked in, focused, had a great game plan, went out and executed it, and all those type of things that we've talked about. Well, I, I think growth can be quantified in two different ways, right? Growth is a continued ascension, which is the typical way you think of growth. And I think that's what you want to see from the Notre Dame offense specifically, right? Like you saw a lot of great signs at the Wake Forest game. I saw creativity. I saw a passing game that was much more advantageous for getting guys open and scheming guys open. I saw an offensive line that showed more, you know, marked improvements, especially with a couple of the new guys coming in. I think there was a lot of great things offensive that you can come out and say that was growth last week. Now, in order to show that exponential factor of growth, you need to do it again, right? You need to stack games, maybe improve upon it, but keep building, keep building. That's growth. I think another part of growth, though, is that sustainability I always talk about, mm -hmm. right? For a, a defensive side of the football for Notre Dame, you've been really good all year. You are letting up about 16 points a game this year, and you are doing a fantastic job, and you have been just kind of checking boxes after checking boxes. Well, you want to end this season off in the right note there, right? To show that like you have hit a level defensively where it's just about sustaining now. Continue to keep evolving, but continue to keep consistency. That's another level of growth. Because after you grow, you need to be able to show that you can maintain, right? So maintain on the defensive side of the ball. Continue to grow offensively. I think that those are things that we're going to be able to see this weekend. Because I, I mean, you said it, Brian, like, there is a reality, and I always talk about this, but there's a reality where Notre Dame just says, we're going to roll the ball out, we're going to run the ball a million times, and we're going to beat right. Stanford because they just can't stop us, right? We right. bludgeon them. And I talked about this against Wake Forest. That doesn't show me anything, right? right? That shows me nothing. What showed me something last week was Rico Flores having eight catches for over 100 yards, Tobias Merriweather having a long touchdown, Eli Raritan having a breakout game. Getting Jaden Greathouse going. Yeah. Jane Greathouse going after not catching a ball for several weeks before that. Like that stuff shows me that there was a there was a definite understanding of like, hey guys, we need to do this better. Yeah. Right. Forget about the run game. We know Audric's really good, man. We know he's good, even though he didn't make the Doak Walker finalist. Whatever. Who cares? Semi, he didn't make the uh, it was just, oh god, don't get me started on that. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sure somebody will ask about it in the mailbag for today. But yeah, I mean, so ultimately though. We saw things that we wanted to see last week. Now, can you do it against Stanford? And then can you transition into a bowl game and make yourself feel good about yourself going in to the 2023 offseason into the 2024 season? Can we make that happen? That's what's mm -hmm. on stake this week. And we already mentioned it, Brian. I mean, this, this is simple, right? Nine wins is a whole lot better than eight wins. And 10 wins is a whole lot better than eight wins and nine wins, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just very basic stuff there. Notre Dame got to nine wins last year with the victory. You still have a chance to show, albeit not what we wanted, not the standard for what we wanted of the season, you still have a chance to show growth, right? If you end right. the season winning 10 football games, you can still say 
It's a better record than we had last year, right? Mm-hmm. It's still a step. Is it a big enough of a step as we wanted to see? Absolutely uh, against not. Against a better it is, schedule. It's still a step. Is right. It's still a step. Right. Against a better schedule, in my opinion. Overall, better schedule. Not by a ton, but a better schedule than it won what you faced last year. But but that's the thing, Ryan, is when you look at this game, to me, it, 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 is, a, it is a show me moment. Because like you said, they could have done the same thing last week against Wake. They could have they could have lined up the way that the line played. They could have lined up and just bullied Stan, Wake Force and won 27-7 and ran for 285 yards and thrown for a buck 30 and and not taking any risks and not taking any downfield shots and 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 do all that, just get out of there with a W. They could do that against Stanford, but that doesn't make you better. So if you are going to go out there and run for 280, 300 yards, it needs to be part of, like we talked about last week, you're you're just, gosh, guys, we're going out there, we're aggressive, we're throwing the ball, we're but we're just dominating them on the ground. So let's keep doing that. That's part of getting better because you're doing it within the framework of building on your who your football team is, which is a team that is working on getting the football to different guys in different ways. This does have an, an aggressive posture because what we're not saying is that being aggressive means not running. We're not saying that. What, what we're saying is like you just got to play 12 and 13 personnel and play bully ball all day and limit possessions and just get out of there with a win. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about be aggressive, be on the attack. And if something, because like the pass game was really working against Wake Forest. And so they leaned into it in my opinion. Like they came out early running a lot of RPOs, running the football, and Wake was just saying, "Hey, we're going to we're going to dare you to beat us on the football." And for the first time in a while, Notre Dame said, "Bet." And they went out and did it. And yep. and did it with a well-designed game plan, not just our guys are better than your guys. Sure. And and that's what I want to see. I want to see that again. Now, yep. I think this week it's going to be interesting because when you look at Stanford and we'll, we'll get into this, it's kind of like pick your poison if you're Stanford, because they're not very good at, at stopping the run or the pass, but they're one of the worst teams in college football as far as defending the pass, Yeah, which we'll get into, but that's got to be the challenge. Like, Hey guys, you know, you know, we talked about Ryan's season momentum, get two straight wins. This is your ninth win of the season, which sets you up for potential to get to 10, right? That's, that's, that's improvement. All those different type of things. You're setting up a potentially strong bowl matchup. You know, like where you got a chance to get into the Rely Quest Bowl, which is the old Outback Bowl, which is a good New Year's first bowl game. It just, it's not going to excite anybody because it's got a new goofy name. It, but if it was still Outback Bowl, we'd be kind of fired up about it because it's a it's a major bowl game. Fired up about it relative to based on the disappointment of the season. I mean, also sure. we we wanted better, but you understand what I'm saying. Yep. And, you know, maybe playing an SEC team and in, in that that type of thing, and and all that requires a win. But there's other parts of it too, Ryan. And, and one of the things that excited me about last week wasn't just the aggressiveness and those type of things. It was a clearly a concerted effort to, to go through a bit of a youth movement on offense. Yep. Some of it by necessity, because you're kind of just young at all those positions. Like, but the other part of it is, is like not being a, it was a, it was a mindset. Hey, you know what? I know we're young. You know, Chris Tyree's a senior and Aldrich's a junior, and but basically everybody else that played from a skill position standpoint on Saturday, Jaden Thomas played a little bit, were freshmen and sophomores. They said, mm-hmm. let's lean into it. Let's 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 coach with some confidence. And that was the big thing we saw last week, Ryan. We said it leading into the game. You want to know why the young players are struggling? Because they know the coaches don't have confidence in them. How do they know that? Look at the game plans against right. teams like Clemson. They know we don't have faith in you. Well, Saturday they came out and said, Hey guys. 
we have faith in you. We're going to take some shots. We're going to do some things. And the players went out there and played hard. And they say, well, how do you, why do you play hard? How do you know what plays? Because you practice that stuff all week. You practice yeah. taking all those shots all week. You practiced all those different things that you were doing. You practiced that over concept with Jordan Faison in the boundary, running the go route or post route to clear things out, maybe get a one-on-one depending on what they do. You did all those type of things, Ryan, during the week. And you know, hey, guys, we're going to come out and we're going to be throwing this sucker around the yard. And those kids clearly had it. I mean, they clearly had energy from snap one. I mean, you could just see the receivers were playing with a little bit more pep in their step from snap one, Ryan, because like they knew, hey, guys, we're going to eat today. And they all did, you know? Yep. And so, and I mean, Chris Tyree caught one ball for zero yards. Jaden Thomas didn't catch any balls. They all, it all went to the young guys. Yep. Except for what, like a wheel route to Devin Ford. And, <laughs> and so it, it, that was, I, you nailed it, right? That, there, that was, there was clearly a concerted effort to do that. Sure. And I need to see that again this weekend. And, you know, now that it's not at home and it's not senior day and it's not, you know, everybody sleeps in their own beds and things that they're used to. But you are going on the road. You're out of your comfort zone. Are you willing to do that again? Because when they played Wake Nancy State, even though the outcome ended up being a blowout, Notre Dame came out early a little bit tentative in a yep. lot of different ways. And so this is your chance to kind of come out and say, hey, we're going to start fast on the road. We're going to come out and be aggressive and not just, you know, play bully ball and and just beat Stanford into submission because we can. Right. That's fine. You can do that to Stanford. Like literally if Notre Dame decided to do that, they could do that. Stanford, they flat out could just line up and run it down Stanford's throat. But as you said, Ryan, does that make you better? I don't think it does. Yeah. I don't think it does. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you're laying in bed at night with your mind racing a thousand miles per hour and you just can't sleep. Like when you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. When you get there, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Irish. And obviously, I think another layer that you talked about, we talked about throughout this already, but there is a road game conversation that has continued to be had by Notre Dame fans and faithful and analysts because Notre Dame has really struggled on the road over the majority of this season, you know, like true road games too. Like I'm not going to count going to Dublin and beating Navy. Right. But like for the most part, you have really you're literally wearing your home uniforms, right? Cause you're not exactly. playing on a, you know, exactly, exactly. For whatever reason, Notre Dame and true road games for the most part, has played down to the level of competition or played below 
the level of competition. I don't know why it is, but you, look, Duke was a good football team at the time. They were a very good football team at the time, and they played hard and they played well. I think the first thing I said after the Duke game and that in our post game was, "Hey, before we start the conversation on Notre Dame, can I give some credit to Duke for a second because they played hard, man. They played really hard. They clearly wanted that game more than you did. Just Notre Dame won in the end, right? But ultimately, you were a better, a more talented team than Duke. You were, and you played down to them, and you had to win in the end. You had to." Clemson, you were as talented, more talented than Clemson, and you played down to them and let them dominate you to begin the game. We have seen this now. For whatever reason, Notre Dame has played down to teams on the road. I mean, Louisville, another one, right? Like, Louisville was dominating Notre Dame, and it's like, is Louisville that much better than Notre Dame? Honestly, like, are they actually? But they looked like it on that day. And when there's a when there's a series of things that keep happening right that 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 little bit of game after game of a sample size of like hey man you're just kind of struggling on the road there needs to be a self-realization for that for one and for two you need to figure out a way to fix it now right i don't i would certainly hope that the notre dame because the notre dame coaches are smarter than i am right they're what looking at their recent games and they're going back and self-evaluating they're being like huh we have struggled on the road the last few games why is that? And you find a fix and you figure out the next step to make sure that you reform that, right? To get back to the playing your best level of football, whether it's at home or away or in a neutral site, wherever it is, you need to be able to, to, to make, to put it into that type of type of efforts on the road. It hasn't been the same there for some reason. I realized I was muted. I'll tell you what I told Vince last night. Yeah. I've been getting, I've been fired up lately. So I'm doing more cutting off. I'm trying not, I'm trying to let you guys finish thoughts. So by muting myself, when I start talking, it doesn't interrupt you. <laughs> so, because I know it. And then it's like, okay, let me wait. Let them finish. Let them finish. Let them finish. So I'm trying to, it's it's self-improvement, right? It's exactly yes. what Notre Dame needs to do, right? Look in the mirror and say, okay, how can we make our product better? Right? right? Yes, our show is a back and forth interactive show, but it's okay to let people finish thoughts. You know what I mean? So it's about, that's how we're, I'm trying to make our show better, right? There's other things we're going to do. That's where Notre Dame is right now. Right. It's about saying, hey, we got to look in the mirror. And I'll say this. That's one thing that Marcus Freeman has done a pretty good job of so far in his two years is when they do have failures, looking in the mirror and saying, that's not okay. Let's fix it. Right. You lose to Ohio State. You have that little struggle, that three game stretch where you play bad, lose to Louisville, struggle against Duke. You come out gangbusters against USC, blow USC out, all those type of things. We, they go out and play against you know Clemson and struggle. They got to sit and stew in that for two weeks. And they come out and blow Wake Forest out, right? I want to say one other thing real quick. People talking about the – somebody said if – it was actually kind of a funny joke, but he was also serious. My Fighting Mike 87 said, if we end up in the Pop-Tarts Bowl, any momentum Notre Dame has is toast. Get it? Right? Yes. So um, – but he was also serious. And I just want to remind people that this is a, a, a bowl game that Notre Dame has played in twice in the Brian Kelly area. They played in it in 2011, and they played in it in 2019. So for anyone that says if that's the bowl they end up in, it kills any momentum they have, I just want to remind you that the last two times they played in this bowl, the next year they played in the BCS championship game and went 12-0, and then the year after the second time they played in it, they went to the college football playoff after going 10-0 in the regular season. So I don't think that what bowl game they play in has a lot to do with the momentum. And the last time the Notre Dame played in the New Year's Six, the last two times Notre Dame, or the last two times Notre Dame played in a New Year's Six Bowl, the next year they went four and eight, 
and nine and four, right? So it's not so much about the bowl game. It's about winning the bowl game and sure. getting that momentum. So no, playing in the Pop-Tarts Bowl does not kill any momentum that Notre Dame has. And my evidence of is exactly what I just said. The last mm-hmm. two times they've played in this bowl, because it's just been renamed. It's got a new sponsor. It was the Champ Sports Bowl in 2011. It was the Camping World Bowl in 2019. It's still played in Orlando. It's still played in Camping World Stadium. It's the same bowl they've played in before. It just has a new sponsor. Like the ReliQuest Bowl is the Outback Bowl. So if it was still called the Outback Bowl, we'd look at it a little bit differently. I still bum they went away from the Champ Sports Bowl because that's a sweet name for a bowl game. I'm sorry. It just is. But it's it's not so much about the bowl, Ryan. It's about winning and about about winning in a way that you say, hey, we are better now, right now, than we were when we went through those struggles against Ohio State, Duke, and, and, and Louisville. We're better now than we were when we played Clemson. And that's why I say these next two games, the Stanford game and whoever they get in the bowl game, are not really about their opponent. They're about Notre Dame. They're about finding out what kind of character Notre Dame has because the Stan- the Wake Forest game, Ryan, Notre Dame had every reason in the world, especially some of the veterans, to say, you know what, our season's toast. You know, we're we're just we're we're not going to get a New Year's Six bowl. We're not going to be in the playoff. We don't have a chance to play for a championship. We're playing a team that stinks at home. You know, what's our motivation for going out there and playing? And the motivation was because we're playing for us. We're not playing for them. We're not playing because of them. We're not stepping on that field for Wake Forest. We're stepping on that field for us. And that was great for that one week. But can yeah. you continue it? Right? Can you go on the road and do it? Can you continue building on the younger players? Can you trust them as much on the road as you do at home? Because they haven't. They haven't, Ryan. I mean, if you look at the road games, they haven't been that kind of that aggressive team when they've gone on the road. They're kind of forced into it against NC State. I still say that game is the caveat is is an asterisk because what we saw post two hour break was not what we saw pre two hour break. Now, maybe it would have changed anyway. I don't know the answer to that, but you can't ignore that that was different than the other things. I I feel like the NC State game, it would have looked similar-ish, even if there wasn't a rain delay, but I think it would have been more like halftime adjustment period of coming out. Because I I do think Notre Dame had a good adjustment plan coming out of the the, the weather, but I don't think it would have happened right then, to your point, right? right? As far as like early in that second quarter where you're like, okay, now they're rolling. Like, Audrey just comes out and has an 80-yard run, and you're just like, okay, now you're good to go. So I agree. I think that that adjustment period would have happened just a little bit differently. But regardless, I mean, even if you don't want to put an asterisk next to the NC State game, Notre Dame still hasn't done well on the road. I mean, regardless, like it still has not been good Mm -hmm. fortune on the road for Notre Dame, especially the last three games. So Notre Dame needs to come out and they need to show that they have growth. And that's from a coaching staff perspective. That's from a game plan perspective. It's also from a player perspective, right? Like, because yes, the coaches are responsible for getting the players ready. But if they are, if they do do that and they do do a better job of preparation, then the, the Notre Dame players need to come out and they need to play with a little bit more fire, a little bit more vigor. So I hope that we see growth from the entirety of the program this weekend. And I, I, I think we will because I think you hit on it, Brian. There's still question marks about this coaching staff and the future of the program in certain areas. But Marcus Freeman has shown that he is a a self evaluator, right? As far as like getting things going and changing things up and getting, you know, making up for mistakes. So I'm I'm interested to see where they come out this weekend. There's no doubt. Yeah, yeah. There's just there's just a lot, Ryan, and when you look at this game and just it's the anticipation of like knowing that this team stinks. So it's like you go into the game. 
I'm speaking for myself. You you may feel differently. I go into the game saying like, there's no way Notre Dame loses to Stanford on Saturday. Now I know I said I, I think, think I'm pretty so. sure I said that last year too, right? Yeah. But again, this is a different team than last year's team. But it's just still more about can this team string those type of games together? We haven't seen it in a while. It, it goes back to September where they where they started off well. You know, in in look, it, it is important to finish. We use words start fast and finish a lot when we're doing previews and breakdowns and keys to victory because that's such an important part of the game. I don't I don't care if you were losing, you know, 17 to 13 at halftime if you won 40 to 17. I don't care because that it's about how you finish. And I just like I don't care if you were leading the entire game until you gave up a field goal at the end of the game to lose it. Don't care that you led for 59 minutes. I care that you now you trailed when it mattered most. It's about how you finish. And that's true about about this season as well. You know, it's, it, it's going to be about how you finish. The season will always have a little bit of a what could have been thought process to me. It all That's never going to go away. But what taste do you want to leave in my mouth and the mouth of fans when it comes to who you, how you finished, who you are? Because right. you can, because like when you look at the 10 and 3 season from 2015, it's always left a really bitter taste in my mouth uh, because of just how they finished. The 2017 season to me was even more disappointing, but it always kind of left a little bit of a better taste in my mouth because they finished the season with a win over LSU. When you think of that 2017 season, two things you think about, you think about, to me anyway, uh, three things. I think about the blowout win over USC. I think about how disappointed I was watching the Miami game, and I think about how much fun it was to watch those guys in the bowl game against LSU. And some future stars kind of breaking out. We saw Ian Book. That was kind of his coming out party because he looked way better in that game than he did against North Carolina early in the season in his little spot start, right? Yeah. It gave some people hope, like, hey, maybe this guy's got a little something to him. It was the preview of what was to come for Miles Boykin the next season. You know, so there were some things that we saw in that game that said, hey, you know, like, th- th- yeah, this season didn't how you hope, but, man, there's some optimism for next year. And then what happened? They went out the next season and did what, Ryan? They went 12-0 and and went to the college football playoff. Yeah. Right? We were disappointed how that season went. 2019, similar deal. I was so disgusted late in the season after the Georgia, the way they lost to Georgia and Michigan. Disgusted how that team against that weak freaking schedule missed an opportunity to make a run. So disgusted by that team. Didn't, didn't enjoy some of the late season wins. But you know what? They just kept winning. They just kept blowing people out. They went out and smacked the Iowa State in the bowl game. That team didn't – Iowa State's nothing. That that didn't necessarily show me something, but the team gained momentum. And what they do the next year? They came out and went undefeated in the regular season and went to the college football playoff, yeah. right? So those things matter. Those sure. things matter. Um, and, and that's what this team's playing for. It, yes, beating Stanford, getting that payback, that's going to be nice. I'm going to enjoy that. But it's kind of like – you know, if you're a boxer and a guy beat you when you were both in your primes, but you were like five years younger, and then you don't fight again for like five years, and he's like past his prime, and you're still, kind of still in yours, and you beat up this old guy. It's like, did you did you really get payback? You know what I mean? Did, did you really? Not, you know, you beat up an old guy. That's kind of how I feel about this game. It's like, yeah, I want some payback, but is it going to be like, take that, Stanford? No, it's because they suck. You shouldn't have lost last year's game. I'm not going to get the joy out of just beating Stanford 
by itself the way that I did in 2012. Sure. And in 2014, because like, man, that was a good football program and they were beating Notre Dame. This is more like, I still can't believe you lost to that team. But you get to kind of get that taste out of your mouth a little bit, right? And then we can stop talking about losing to Stanford because they've gone out and handled business. That's another good thing that could come out of this game. It's like, hey, guys, they've won a lot of games since then. They've won 15 games since then. And they've beaten Stanford at their place. Like, we can we can move past that, right? We, we can get over that. Some people won't. Some people won't. But, yes. But, yes, but, but, I, but I, I think most will. Most people that are yep. being honest and objective will. But that's the momentum that you're trying to get here, Ryan. That's that's the feeling you're kind of getting. Some people may dismiss that, but I'm I'm just look. I got decades of evidence showing that there is there is something to the notion of finish, finishing a season well, and how that can carry over into next season. Even at times when when the season didn't necessarily finish well regular season wise, I point to 2014 when they finished eight and five, but they were seven and five. They lost four games in a row to end the season. Got blown out by USC. But that win over LSU just completely changed the entire makeup, like just the thought makeup of the fan base because they thought they had no chance in that game. LSU is going to kill Notre Dame. You know, they're playing Malik Zaire quarterback. Everett's kind of falling apart. And who is this team? They got beat by Northwestern. They got beat by Louisville. They got blown out by Stanford. They turned the ball over 43 times against Arizona State. This team stinks. And then they went out and they played their butts off. And we saw that team make a mental shift that game where they had kind of been like a passive throw it all over the yard type of team and kind of not real tough. When they came out against LSU, they put Mike McGlinchey at right tackle. They put Malik Malik Zayer quarterback and they ran it down LSU's throat in that game. And there was a little bit of a, huh, this number, uh, this number, what was it? uh, Number 20 that's playing spot for us. Yeah. He kind of looks a little natural with the ball in his hands a little bit on that jet sweep. We've yes. got some running back issues. Let's uh let's see what number 20 can do as a running back. Yeah. Lo and behold, yeah. thousand yard season, right? So these things matter. It doesn't take it doesn't eliminate how I'm gonna always feel about the season as a whole, but it matters when it comes to like I was talking with a buddy of mine today, Ryan. And and I'm gonna read you what he said. I won't say who it is, but I think he'll understand. And and he's kind of talking about the offense. And his thought process was, is if the offense doesn't explode in the fi- in the next in the final few games, it's almost kind of like his his interest in the season for next year's kind of gone if Jared Parker comes back. And I get that. I'm sympathetic sure. to that. But yeah. that's the opportunity Jared Parker has in front of him. You want to change the cult, you want to change the 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 narrative that's said about you with some people, nothing's going to change until you go out next year and beat USC and beat, you know, Florida state and beat the top Louisville and the top, you know, do all that kind of stuff. That's fine. And to a, to a degree, we should all feel that way. Right. But you can take a step towards saying, Hey, listen, I'm not happy about what we did. That's why I'm changing things. That's why we look different now than we did in some of those other games. That's why we're doing these things because yeah, I'm not happy about how my first season went, but we're going to finish really strong. And that can help change some of the narrative to where even people like my buddy is not a believer in Jared Parker, but he is willing to say, but I can have my opinion changed, sure. right? That, that's the thing. But it's going to take them going out there and, and, and really having sort of a, we've got to look different, not just beating Stanford because you, you, you just, you're just better than they are, but to say, hey, look, we've looked in the mirror, we've made the changes, 
we can't be that team anymore. And if you do it in the final games, Ryan, with all these young players in the roster, you start to kind of get a little bit fired up about, okay, like maybe they got a chance to do something next year. Because again, I'm sympathetic to his point of view. I really am. But that's why these these final two games to me are are very important to not just win, but to look a certain way and play a certain way in winning. I think that's going to change the narrative. It's going to change the narrative with some people. I really believe that. Well, and Jared Parker obviously hears the noise, Brian. I don't know if you heard his press conference yesterday, but I mean, he talked a little bit about that as far as like he's, you know, he he knows people are talking, right? He knows people say things and and that's good. I I want him to be able to hear that stuff because that's where I think growth is is gained sometimes. So it's going to be a very interesting one, especially kind of sustaining that growth down the stretch. We talked about that a ton, but I think Notre Dame has a chance, man. I think they have a chance. You have to you have to finish the season strong and then get the team excited because it's going to be a young team next year, but that's actually a, a positive in a lot of ways, right? Because there's going to be a little bit of a youthful exuberance to want to come to work every day, especially if you're bought in to what the coaches are doing offensively and defensively. So that, But that's it, folks, as far as that's what's on the table for Notre Dame this weekend against Stanford. We're going to get into a Stanford preview next next on the podcast. So if you want to hear about what this team looks like, their schedule, what their strengths are, what the weaknesses are, some players to keep an eye out for, we're going to get to that next. Make sure you hit that like button, no force first. Subscribe to the podcast. Hit that notification bell. Go to boards.irishbreakdown.com if you want the latest recruiting and team intel moving to the later stages of this season. Make sure, of course, on any and all of your favorite podcast platforms, if you're listening on there, Hit that five-star review for us as well here for the Irish Breakdown Podcast.